The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi and asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, let's ask the Holy Spirit, like we usually do, to guide us through the readings. St. Paul's description of God in the Gospel of Matthew about the primacy of Peter are two very challenging readings and finding the connection between them even more challenging. On the one hand, St. Paul is describing his lifelong mission of teaching the people about who God is. And then after his encounter with him on the road to Damascus, having to assimilate this God of Israel into the person of Jesus, going from being a devout Jew to becoming a Christian. Matthew just writes down what Jesus says. And then... We have thousands of years of the church trying to understand it. And you could say the result of that is the catechism of the Catholic Church. So I will share my thoughts and prayers as I sat down with these readings. And my desire is that it will provoke an ongoing dialogue inside your hearts this week with the Holy Spirit. What I fail to do, the Spirit will make up for and explain much better. And you might even open up the catechism about any questions you have with what we discuss now. St. Paul is waking us up this morning, very strong cup of coffee, to experience God as someone beyond our understanding. What we believe in is truly a gift and something we have not merited or can claim as our own. It has been passed down to us through the centuries 
in an unbroken chain, starting with the apostles, those men Jesus chose to lead and serve others. But more about, uh, more about that shortly. Oh, the depth and the riches and the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unscrutable are his judgments and how unsearchable his ways. We live in similar times to St. Paul where our atheist and agnostic friends say, how can there be a God when you see so much suffering? Or they say, prove his existence to me. But they fall short when they think that God should be someone or something like us. My dear St. Joseph friends and families, There has never been a more exciting time to be a Christian and a Catholic. We are called to proclaim that God is alive and wants a relationship with us. This week, I I attended, well, last week, I attended two events. At the beginning of the week, with over 100 priests and eight bishops here in Raleigh, And last night, with Father Spitzer. In both events, the topic was faith and science. Why? Because this is where our world is at. People want answers, and it's our job to find new ways to express the truth. For from him and through him and for him are all things to be, to him be glory forever. Amen. This part of St. Paul's letter to the Romans takes us right to the doxology in the middle of Mass when the priest raises the chalice and the pattern now containing the blood and the body of Jesus. You all respond with the great amen. It would be good if from now on each one of you responded with your whole heart, mind and voice. Amen. And it's here that I would ask you to pause. It's here we find St. Paul's desire for us to see and experience Jesus in the Mass. It's in this moment of the Mass we can have our encounter with God now amidst us. The priest has offered the prayers along with you. When I say the prayers, you are praying them too, right? To bring down Jesus on the altar. It's a pivotal moment of Mass. Yes? Yes? Yes, it is. Before we move into the Gospel of Matthew, let's ask ourselves if there's anything inside of me that needs God's grace.
We all need healing and strengthening. And my hope and prayer now is that we, that as we accept the words of, of the gospel into our hearts, we will be open and docile to his guiding hand. I don't claim to have all the answers. I am a simple and hopefully hardworking priest. I spend my time preparing for the sacraments and ultimately providing them for you. And it takes up most of my time. And I am immensely grateful for that privilege. I tell you, Jesus says, You are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And I share with you what one saint has said concerning this passage. A saint from the early church. On Peter, he builds his church, and to him he gives the command to feed his sheep. And although he assigns a power, a like power to all the apostles, yet he founded a single chair, and he established by his own authority a source and an intrinsic reason for that unity. Indeed, the others were also what Peter was, apostle, but a primacy was given to Peter, whereby it is made clear that there is but one church and one chair. So too, all the apostles are shepherds, And the flock is shown to be one, fed by all the apostles, in a single-minded accord. If someone does not hold fast to this unity of Peter, can he imagine he he still holds the faith? If he should desert the chair of Peter upon whom the rock was built, can he be confident that he is in the church? I am standing here before you today because God chose to create the church founded on St. Peter and the Apostles. Yes, it's true. I and we must think, judge wisely, act prudently, be audacious in spreading the kingdom of God, and lastly, and very importantly, be deeply imbued in a life of prayer so as not to go astray. So, I do think, act and pray as best I can to know what God has deposited inside our church, the sure and certain pathway to follow Jesus. We belong to one holy, apostolic, and Catholic Church. The Church has been blessed with an unbroken chain of 269 popes 
and two thousands of years of history since Jesus himself said these words. The only Pope I got to meet personally was John Paul, Saint John Paul II. It was deeply, a deeply moving experience. He even asked me, where are you from? <laughs> and here I am standing in front of you as a priest. Let's continue to walk hands and hearts united and bringing the joy of the gospel to everyone we meet. Listening to Father Spitzer last night was simply a joy. He truly demonstrates the joy of the gospel that Pope Francis often talks about. Let's ask for the, that joy in the way we bring the message of the gospel to our friends. I pray this every morning. Christ Jesus, King and Lord of the Church, in your presence I renew my unconditional loyalty to the Pope, the visible source and foundation of unity in the Church. I firmly believe that through him you govern, teach, and sanctify us, Watch over his life, enlighten his mind, strengthen his spirit. Grant us that around him your church will remain united, firm in its belief and action, and so be the faithful instrument of your redemption. Amen. The Lord has ears for our cry, and trusting all our cares to him, we voice our prayers to the Father. That the church would give fruitful witness to Jesus Christ, guiding us safely to eternal salvation. We pray to the Lord. Lord that the life of every human person, from conception to natural death, will be enshrined and protected in our laws. We pray to the Lord. Lord for all families and marriages and for those who are preparing for marriage that they be strengthened to remain united in sacrificial love. We pray to the Lord. Lord that God in his mercy will respond to the intentions of those who have placed their petitions in the parish petition boxes. We pray to the Lord. Lord Today's Mass is being offered for the repose of the soul of Kenneth Schult. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are sick or infirmed and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the repose of the soul of all the faithful departed, and that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. Through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Loving Father, help us to face the challenges of daily life with confidence in your love and protection. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.